All right. Once again, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. Joining me once again today, my good friend Colin Plume from Noble Gold Investments. Colin, how are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. By the way, I love your new set too. Oh, thank I you. Like yeah, on it. It's it's, it's very uh, eye catching and appealing. I appreciate it. I got the lights set up a little bit differently, too. And uh, Lisa, my fiance, was uh, uh, complimenting me on the way it looks as well. Plus, I'm getting tan, dude. Going to the beach, having lots of fun down here in Florida. Good. good. Oh, you're in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I moved to uh, (laughs) back in November. I've been here for a couple of months now. So I thought thought we discussed it, but I didn't know that you had moved already. Okay, That's that's right. Uh, I pulled the trigger and uh, probably one of the best decisions of my adult life. Uh, basically, everybody here is based. They all know what the heck's going on. And, uh, you, you know, you, my mailman knew who I was the other day. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know what? It was uh, it was pretty, pretty sweet. Humbling moment to uh, uh, to know that there's other people out there watching me besides my girlfriend and you guys, you know? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And I was recently I was there for the Bitcoin 2020 conference. About oh, yeah. Now. And a lot of forward thinking, um, in tr- especially in terms of money. I mean, yeah. they really, they know what's happening. Um, you know, obviously Florida has a lot of people coming from a lot of different places all over the world. And, and it's sort of the new money capital, I think. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, people are really thinking about things uh, in a way that that is different. Um, you know, obviously with all these countries accepting crypto and things like that that are happening. So, um, you know, I, I think you're you're in a great, great place because good choice getting out there. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot going on down here. I think I heard the other day that like something like a thousand people a day, a thousand new people a day are moving to Florida. Maybe that's a week. I, but I would I feel like for a week, that's not enough because I've seen a lot of new construction, a lot of houses going up all over the place. This is a, a pretty old neighborhood. I mean, this house was built in 2006, so there's a lot of people here. But there was, you know, more than a few plots that were completely undeveloped when we moved in. And almost immediately, you know, they raised them down and they started putting in new houses. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's quite obvious that there's uh, also just, you know, in general, a lot of transplants here. Like basically everybody that I've met, they came from someplace else and they're just as happy to be here. Yeah. I mean, obviously no state tax feels great. Uh, (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) That's one of those things that everybody, you know, depending on what state you've been living in, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's not many states that offer that, uh, that great advantage, you know, obviously Texas is moving. Uh, right now, Florida's, I mean, all the states that are, that are offering that are, are, that's where people are going, uh, moving in that direction. And they're moving all the states, uh, where, you know, the heavy tax is, is, is an issue. And now that everybody's working from home, not everybody, but a lot of people are, um, it's less important, you know, where, where you're stationed now. So uh, I, I actually was watching a video uh, of this guy the other day and when everything went remote uh, early on in 2020, he was working at one company and he quit because he wasn't happy. Uh, about a month later, they called him back and they said, hey, we would love it if you would come back to work for us. We'll give you a raise. Plus, you can work remotely. And so mm-hmm. he was like, OK, that sounds perfect. And then after about two months of uh, doing the old job for more money from home, he got another gig working remotely for a different company. <laughs> And so yeah. he was working for two companies remotely, getting two salaries oh, and, yeah. and absolutely killing it the whole time. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, as as someone that has employees, I I cringe a bit when I see that. Right. Because 
you know, you, you think about, you know, the certain number of hours and you're paying someone. And I, I think I read about this. He mm-hmm. was, he could do all his work in three hours. Yeah. Kind of and so I, I see like, I could see both sides of it, you know, obviously being self-employed, you know, part of the reason that you, you do that is, is you want to increase what you make hourly. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, you want to, it's not so dependent on you working, a certain number of hours is what, what do you bring to the table? And that's how much you get paid. And, and sort of, that's what this person was doing. Exactly. The flip side is if it's a job that, you know, someone's supposed to interact with you and you're over here and you're, you know, you're, and I'm just using a weird and out, you're painting a fence, you know, on the side while we're supposed to be doing some, you know, web three technology, you know, I, I think there's some downside to it also. And, yeah. and, um, so I, I can see see both sides of it. Um, you know, I think there's with the new working from home, there's a lot of people that are trying to, you know, game the system, so to speak. Um, so I, I can see see both sides. Ho- hopefully, no one that's <laughs> working for us is is trying to do that too. I mean, you, you want people engaged, and and uh, you know, we've been we've been so busy over the last few years. You know, I, I don't think anybody could do anything on the side with us, but you, you know, it was interesting to hear what this this, this gentleman did. Certainly. You know, and as long as, uh, you know, all of your responsibilities are taken care of, you know, maybe if you're sure. managing accounts, all those people continue to, to you know, be contacted and no, there's nothing that's getting left behind. You know, right. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like I've been self-employed for so long and, and the majority of that time I was always juggling multiple projects at the same time. You know, I mean, you, right. you got deadlines, you got to uh, continue to work, you got to make sure that you get your job done. And uh, as long as the customers are happy, you know, I mean, like that's that's how it works. And as I would imagine that the companies were happy, too, if he was able to do it for as long as he said he was able to. But, you know, there there's obviously going to be downsides, but you got to get creative in today's world because the economy is obviously uh, not going in the direction that we would hope that it would go in. Um, I saw this. I wanted to ask you about this, uh, the drop in GDP, because all of the reporting that I've seen about this, Colin, it's like like all of these articles are like, you know, oh, GDP unexpectedly drops, you know, and I mean, I think that anybody who has been paying attention to the way the economy is going, all these sectors, they're shutting down and the the way that they're artificially kind of restricting things. I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, You know, were you surprised by this? Well, uh, the only reason we we haven't had this happen is because the amount of money that they've been sorry about that, that they've been pouring into uh, to the economy. I mean, basically, that's that's the only reason this hasn't happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've just basically, I mean, the amount of debt, the amount of money that we've circulated has been at such a high level that we've been able to hold off this recession that we're going to probably, I mean, two quarters of, of low GDP, yeah. negative GDP means a recession. So I, I think that's the only reason we're seeing it. And, you know, you look at, you know, a lot of the conversation with this GDP slowdown was, you know, supply chain issues that they've been having and, and, and production of certain products. So companies are saying that they're, they're, they're down because they're not able to obviously sell products that, that there's demand for. But even if you look at companies like Chevron and these companies that have had uh, unexpected uh, growth, even their their stocks are down. Um, so I, there's a lot of uh, interesting developments. Obviously, the tech sector has been just destroyed. Uh, tech's getting really kind of hammered. 
Um, and, and I think part of it is, is really uh, when you go into a recession period, it, it comes down to the fundamentals. People sort of hunker down and they, they're going to focus on the important things. And a lot of these risky um, types ventures that have been going on for the last few years that are starting to have problems are going to sort of fade away. And, and that's sort of what we're starting to see. And, and I think, you know, you look at the stock market today and I think it's a, it's, it's a nervous place for a lot of people to be in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months because tech will continue to struggle. It does seem like some of the crypto technologies could replace a lot of these, um, you know, standard tech companies that have been around for a lot of time. A lot of the technology that they're working on would make things faster and cheaper and, and more seamless, uh, also giving more control and autonomy to people. So I think we're going to see some some issues in the stock market. And so now you're looking at, you know, what areas can people invest into that are that are safe and, you know, you're seeing, you know, guys like Warren Buffett, uh, who's always had been a value investor, you know, Berkshire's up, you know, 10% this year. And it's because they've, they've gone the opposite way of, of where, you know, people have said to go. Um, and, and they've really benefited greatly by doing that. Yeah. Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, they've been like a totally safe bet all along. I saw an interesting figure. I don't know what uh, Berkshire Hathaway's stock price is, but... Uh, apparently they could lose 99% of their value and Berkshire Hathaway would still outperform all of the S&P 500, which is uh, just a, a kind of a crazy thought to think. I mean, how long have they been in business? I mean, it's been like, like 50, 60 years. Yeah. I mean, well, he has, there's two stocks. There's an A and B stock. Uh, the A stock is, is the one, the higher price stock. I don't know the numbers are. Then there's a B stock that is somewhat more affordable uh, for people, but it's still out. I think it's probably in the ten or fifteen thousand dollars range for the B stock. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think in terms of the companies that they've been buying, their their heavy plays are in companies like Heinz, uh, companies that have like products that people are just they that are aren't going away. You know, the they do have some small. I think they have a small amount in Apple and a few other places, but. Uh, for the most part, they they're they're in bread and butter, Coca Cola, you know, things like that 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 tend to kind of hold on over time, and and also, you know, those kind of products, you know, branded products, typically like you know, comfort foods and things like that. As we go through a session, they're they're not going to go anywhere. People are gonna they're going to go to levels of comfort that they that they've needed. So, and a lot of Johnson and Johnson, a lot of other products that they they uh, invest into. So, and we're seeing it. You know, we've seen a little pullback in the metals market, but then you see that Russia is thinking about tying the ruble to to gold. And so, you, you look at what's happening out there in the markets, and you see like you know this big shift. You see GDP coming down. You see all these new markets people are investing into. And then it sort of just comes back down to the fundamentals again of, of why is gold the best currency? Why is it safe? And why is it still undervalued? Now you look at inflation uh, the last few months, you know, I think they're saying this month is going to be in the, you know, high five, six range, you know, the feds pushing, they're going to raise interest rates again in the Mm -hmm. next week or two. They said at least 50 basis points. 
So they're, they're trying desperately to get inflation back to the 2% or whatever number they want. But obviously, we see it had a dramatic effect on the GDP. So that effect on the GDP, in my opinion, will affect the stock market uh, pretty considerably. Uh, we see two or three or four quarters of pullback or maybe just non-growth at all, just flat. You know, I think that's going to have a, a pullback on the stock market. And then where are people going to look for value? You know, this week, the bond market took a massive pullback, also almost a 10% pullback. So where are people going to be able to get that, that inflation hedge? And so I think, you know, gold where it's priced today is, is really undervalued. Uh, as I've said, you know, Bank of America's uh, coming out during the pandemic of 3000 an ounce, I think is right on. Oh, yeah. I, I hear that all the time. You know, I'm like, when is it going to it gets to 2000 and then just inches back again? Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing. It needs to have that new floor. And I remember in 2008 where it fluctuated above and below a thousand, mm-hmm. you know, it was, well, I think it hit, I think it hit a thousand maybe in 2009, but it was 700, a thousand. So it was in essence doing the same thing it's doing right now. It's flirting with 2000. And I think that that's what the number is that we need to, and once it hits 2200, 2300, then you'll have that new floor again of 2000. And if you look at from 2008 to now, and you think about what you could buy in 2008 with money and what you could buy today, 14 years later, it really makes sense that gold being at 2000, being the floor is, is a number that's, uh, I think, in my opinion, pretty safe at, that, at, that, at those levels. Now, silver is obviously the metal that we sell a tremendous amount of. I mean, I, you know, I'd love one day to figure out how many pounds of silver we've sold at Noble Gold. I think it'd be a fun statistic, <laughs> uh, but it's pretty, it's pretty astronomical. And I think that, you know, silver in the $23, $24 range still, um, you know, all the industrial uses, everything going solar, um, you know, there's obviously a lot of use there that, that is going to continue to be strong. I mean, with gas prices where they are, I mean, everybody's going to these, you know, solar, ve- you know, these electric vehicles, it's really trending in that direction. Um, and so if gas prices stay at these, at these levels, I do expect silver. I, I think silver above 50 in the next five to six years is, is in my opinion, a no brainer. It's already broken 50. So, um, you know, we are seeing tremendous buying at noble gold in, in silver. So I, I think that's another metal to kind of shoot out for. And then not a precious metal that we sell, but copper is, is been skyrocketing. Oh yeah. Uh, it's up almost a thousand percent over the last, I think, uh, 14 months. So that might be something that people should consider. So I think the thing is there's going to be some, and, and this is the problem with the stock market in the short term is that one more quarter negative GDP, there's going to be a lot of selling, right? That's a hundred percent. It's going to happen. And, and it's the wrong time to sell, right? It's, it's, it's going to pull back. But, you know, some people need that money now. They're going to need to live on that money and they're going to need to sell. And then there's just going to be fear selling. I, I think in the next 12 to 18 months, there's going to be a lot of fear selling, uh, is not, which is not rational, not smart. But, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. And once that fear selling happens and that confidence is gone, that's when you see usually the 15, 20, 30 percent pullback in the stock market. So it's really a confidence game right now in the stock market. And I just don't think people are feeling very good about about that market right now. Now, there's just uh, there's a lot of uncertainty all over the place. As far as silver, I mean, with uh, the increased demand that we're seeing, 
I mean, how long do you think this is sustainable? I, I mean, you know, I mean, silver's another one. Obviously, we're, we're constantly flirting with it going higher, and I would absolutely love it because I have tons of silver. Uh, but if there's all of these various uses that are now kind of exploding uh, in, in demand for it, you know, how long can we continue at the current rate that we're at before it it has to go higher? I mean, at a certain point, you know, I mean, there's only a finite amount of silver in the world. I don't know how much that is. I really, you know, I, I'm not like down with the miners and stuff like that. But yeah. I imagine at a certain point, there, there's going to be more demand than there is supply. And I would think it would be skyrocketing then. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough for the, all the solar panels. There's not enough for all the electric vehicles right now in estimates report. So there's going to may have to be some pretty significant mining uh, happening over the 10 years. I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. And, and coupled with just the cost, right? If everything, if all goods, trucks, everything that, that they need to mine, every product they need to mine is going up, then obviously the price should should go up too, right? I mean, that's that's another effect of, of all this inflation that's happening. So it's kind of like a trail effect, in my opinion. I think that it's similar to what's happening in the housing market, that the higher interest rates really haven't, you haven't seen the effect yet, but it will, it will happen. You know, it, oh. it, it's going to happen. Uh, you, Hopefully you are, far down the line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, listen, do I think we're going to see a 30% pullback in the stock market? I, I doubt it. You know, I, I don't think it's going to go down that much. I mean, they're still having a hard time keeping up with new home purchases, right? And, and keeping up with the demand of new homes. And like you were saying in your area, they're, they're building and they're, they're filling up quickly. But I think that it, see, thinking that, you know, they said yesterday a home first home, like a home mortgage right now, the average home mortgage is about 5%. If you go back 12 months from, from you go backwards 12 months, you were getting home mortgages at two and a half to 2.75%. Right. Yeah. So that think about that in terms of just mortgage costs uh, for an individual. That's a, that's a pretty significant change. Uh, coupled with the fact that, that most Americans are already above the threshold of what they're paying for their mortgage. Anyway, they want you to be at about 33%. Yeah. They say that Americans right now are 38 or 39%. So if interest rates hold there, then, there has to be some effect in the housing prices. So I, I do think it'll happen. And I, and I think the similar thing is happening with silver is that there will be effect. It, it is going to increase the price. It, we just haven't seen it happen. Now, the one thing about, you know, as a silver holder and owner and buyer, when silver moves, it moves. Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing, you know, it's, it's one of those commodities that, you know, going up a dollar bucks in a day, 10, 12 is not unusual. Seeing it go up, you know, $5 in, in three months, it can happen. It happened during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it actually went up more. It hit what? It hit $14 in April. And then by October, it had hit $29 and it doubled yep. in six months. So, yeah. So I, I like, I like, you know, where it's sitting at. And, and, you know, some of my clients, they have so much silver that now it's just like, well, can I store with you guys, you know, <laughs> in the depository because they just can't, they can't fit at all. Right. They can't, it's just, there's only so much you can fit in your house or in your safe. So obviously we offer that, you know, segregated storage, insured storage uh, for clients that want to get more. And also the nice thing about if we store it for you is let's say it breaks 31 and you want to take some profit, we can do that immediately where, 
in the physical form, if you want to, uh, you know, if you have it at home, then you have to ship it back, which creates a little bit more work for, yeah. for a client. So, um, so yeah, so the demand is high. I mean, we, we, uh, we obviously were pushing through right now. We got through tax time. A lot of people had that on the table and now I think things are going to start picking back up again for, for investors and, uh, yeah. And, and we have our promotion going on right now. I think you have that three ounce coin, you yep. know, I, people are loving that coin. So, uh, we're, we're happy to keep sending that out. And, and, you know, at Noble Gold, it's all about information. It's all about relationships, you know, people that want to go ahead and, and, uh, really focus on, on learning. Um, we're a great place. We're a great source of information. And I think, you know, you've been referring us people for a long time. You know, we, we, we give information, we don't pressure people and, and they're going to learn. And, and if it's right for them, we'll help them. If not, it's, you know, no hard feelings type of thing. Now, I mean, that's why I uh, elected to have you guys as a sponsor, because there's a lot of people out there that are selling silver. There's all these multi-level marketing scams uh, and, you know, you guys sell silver, you store it and you take care of people and you talk to them without doing the high pressure and stuff. So it's real easy going. And as far as I'm concerned, it's the best place to be. Thank you so much. You're we welcome. appreciate it. Yeah, it was a fun day today and, and uh, looking forward to uh, talking more. Also, uh, you know, anyone that's looking at crypto, um, you know, My Digital Money, our, our other company, if you, if you have some questions, um, we have a free trading platform, which means you can trade on and learn to trade on crypto for free at My Digital Money. Um, we have a lot of great promotions right now. If you want to do a crypto IRA with us, we have no setup fees. There's absolutely no fees on a crypto IRA. So, if you see the price of crypto and you're like, I got an old 401k or I got something out there, go to my digital money and sign up. You'll sign up for free. Um, great. Same service that we have at Noble Gold is the same service in my digital money. So a lot of people say, ah, you know, I've been trying to sign up with Coinbase or you, you know, use it and it's just been difficult. We have customer service. You can call, we'll help you get the account set up. So anybody looking to, uh, kind of dive into that to check out my digital money and uh you can also get some crypto in your ira if that's what you're looking to do all right so yeah i interviewed guy for my digital money earlier this week you guys can check that out on the channel the links to noble gold are in the description below noblegoldinvestments.com thank you so much for being here colin i appreciate it thanks so much talk soon we'll talk to you later